<sighs> I've been listening to a ton of true crime podcasts lately, but you know, there's just not enough conspiracy theories in it. What about international crime? But what about the psychological aspect? I mean, what were they thinking? Yeah, but who's talking about cults and even paranormal stuff? Hey, wait, that's us. It's Murder Blows. We're a podcast of four friends talking about the things we love the most. Join us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere that you get your podcasts every Monday morning. And if you haven't gotten enough of us yet, we are on Twitter at Murder Blows and Instagram at Murder Blows Cast. So come on, come hang out with us or listen to us every Monday. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for letting us in. I was burying bodies out in the desert. Neighbors claimed they practice witchcraft. You okay? I'm alright. You seem a little nervous. Huh? About all right, so the flame. you have lit too <laughs> many candles. Can you have too many candles? I don't think so. I feel like you can. I don't think so. I literally feel like I am sitting behind, like in front a- of the gates of hell. <laughs> and the flames are just running up my back right now. That's the aesthetic I was going for. Absolutely. I... Yeah, I'm a little concerned. You can't go to a candle. This is like the exact number of candles that I light like on a regular evening. For what? Just for hanging out. And chilling. Like. I feel like you are like a wild animal. So we're in a different space today. Hi, hello. Yes, we are. I'll acknowledge you for the time being. (laughs) Listener. The people that are listening. Um, we're in a different space this week. We're at my place. Yes. Yay. Um, and we just, I mean, I guess we're just doing. We're a traveling podcast. We're, tra- we're a traveling book. <laughs> we're traveling minstrels. Uh, we're traveling podcasting minstrels. Just, yeah. Just nomads. Just, no, really. Yeah. Just don't know where we're going to be next week. Hilariously, we have found the portion of my condo that looks the most like Kenny's apartment and have set up there. Exactly. So we're, we're basically in the podcast loft, but in just your in my version. place. In my version. Your yeah. version of the podcast loft. Yes. So we have all our pillows and such and... Which is much smaller, which is why I'm a little concerned for all of the candles. Well, yeah. I mean, it is kind of like a little... I have a row of candles that are kind of keeping you trapped here in the Uh loft with me. It's so you can't leave me ever. All right. And so we're talking about Jilted Lovers today. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to episode one. Throwback. You have no idea. Um, So we're actually talking about cults today. It's part two. Part two. Part two. And it's um, really cool because you got to hear from our friends over at Murder Blows at the Mm -hmm. top of the episode. Um, And they cover some culty stuff. They're not um, just specific to cults, um, but they cover like conspiracy theories and they do cover some secret societies and cult type stuff. And they're really into that. Um, So if you like the type, of things that we're talking about and you want to hear more about that type of stuff you should definitely check them out you should check them out anyway because they're cool it's four people which i literally cannot imagine because we are stuffed in this corner right now i couldn't imagine trying to coordinate four people yeah but i mean with all of our personalities like i mean to be honest we're kind of coordinating like six or seven people tbh i'm about five people on, on a regular day for real <laughs> for real no but i just can't imagine other bodies being present because i'm just like we're smushed in here and there's no room there's no room in the podcast loft for anybody else for anyone else. <laughs> and also we're too um else. we're too about it um so yeah check them out they have new episodes every monday murder blows they're very cool we like them. Yes. And who are we featuring today oh. on for our cool people who do cool shit segment? Yes. We should probably <laughs> think of a name for that segment. 
instead of just awkwardly stumbling into it every single fucking week. But cool let's people, be honest, cool we people, awkwardly stumble through this whole fucking podcast. Through life, so. man. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's, I mean, I awkwardly stumbled and fell into you. That's how we met. Like, <laughs> you did. You were really awkward. So were you. And bald. I was. Kenny had the buzz cut, y'all. Listen, don't judge me, bitch. It was tragic. Because you have such beautiful hair. It's so tragic to me. I just went through a phase where I just hated my hair. Yeah? And I was just like, well, because it grows really weird. It is, like, wavy and wants to do its own thing. It, It grows really weird. Like, the hair on the back of my neck, like, on the bottom part, grows one way. And then... Up towards the top, it grows another, and then on the sides, it grows a different way, and it's just, it's awful. So, I went through a phase where I just, just pretended like it didn't exist. This is the cosmetology podcast? Yes. We're going to talk to you about the direction that our hair grows. I found a gray hair in the middle of my head last night. Night before last. And for those Some of you... night this week. ...who may be a little confused, Katie is not opposed to the gray hairs, but no. she really wants to have, like, that... Gray blaze, gray bitch. blaze. Going right straight, just From the streaking. temple. From the, and I'm working on it. I have, like, four, five. Any others, she's gonna die. It's a fucking waste. I'm so mad. Like, I saw it and I was excited, and then I, like, pulled it to see where it was coming from, and it's, like, from the center back of my head. And I was like, well, you're worthless to me. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So who are we talking about today? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So in our Cool People Who Do Cool Shit segment that needs a new name, um, we are talking about the Silver Spider Print Shop. I like that name. Yes. I that's love awesome. this Instagram page. I love this shop. Um, Jen is the HBIC over there, and she is the bomb. Um, I have been like following her for a long time. I've uh, been stalking her for a while. Um, she does like all this super cool like merch and clothing and um, ceramic pens. She actually is the person who got me into ceramic pens and which I collect. Um, so she she got me into it with her. She has this one that's um, asked me about my existential crisis. <laughs> I, I think that was the first ever ceramic pen that I ever ordered. And then I ordered like a bunch more Fleetwood Mac themed ones from her. Um, right now she has like a Fahrenheit 451 series. That's really cool. Um, and she has like, it's just all she like literature a, she, inspired. She has a Wegmans pen. She does. Yeah, Jim's oh the one God. who made the Wegmans pen. Yeah, I have that pen. I have like most of her shit, like, to be honest with you. I love her so much. And she also does fun stuff on Instagram. Like, she rewatched Degrassi recently, and uh, it was pretty cool. Because <laughs> she also loves Craig. And so, like, we both had this, like, insane love of bipolar Craig and, and his beautiful, perfect brown eyes. And his so baby awesome. Canada hair. <laughs> I never watched that show. Oh, you never watched Degrassi? Nope, and we will not get into that. Oh, my God. It's so bad good. But it's good bad. We can watch it together if you nope, want. Nope, I'm good. You're not living. Nope, I'm good. So, check out our friend Jen. I realized that was rambly, but... Check Jen out. She's really cool. Um, she's just the Silver Spider Print Shop on Instagram. Um, and she has her own website, which is just the Silver Spider Print Shop.com. Um, she's super cool and we love her. Awesome. So, last week. Yes. What a hot mess. <laughs> We're always a hot mess. What are you talking about? I don't know. I felt like I had a stroke. I feel like we several points. I feel like we screamed at people. Did we scream directly into the mic? Did I do that? We're gonna try to do better this we episode. Are. We are. I always think we scream, but Kenny tells me that I'm 87. She's old. We don't scream. Like I feel like I have to like whisper in order to like <laughs> to speak at a tone that is acceptable because anything past a a, a mid size like. <laughs> tone is just it causes her ears to bleed here's the thing if you're on actual voice you have to be on breath for it to be acceptable you have to speak to me like that but if you get into into voice it's too loud you just really have to talk to katie like this all the time isn't that calming though absolutely not it's a little creepy if you ask me it's a little scary I, i think if it wasn't you it would be scary so 
Anyway, I left off. We're already doing so great. <laughs> We're doing God so damn great. It. So this is part two of Cults and Secret Societies. Yes. So last week, yes. I left off uh, talking about the uh, very infamous Hellfire Clubs. Yes. So, and these clubs, uh, just sort of going back a little bit, were essentially secret clubs for men of a certain prominence in society. We also know that these clubs definitely took on a very sexual tone. Mm-hmm. To the point of it uh, being described as satanic. We know that there is a connection between these clubs and Freemasons, DC architecture, and an ancient cult of Demeter. Really? Yes. Demeter's pretty chill, so, actually. I'm interested in that. How will we connect those this evening? I how, don't how, fucking how fucking know. will we? <laughs> I'm just going to need you all to pay attention. Yeah, we don't even know yet. Yeah. We have so, a few ideas, though. Remember last week, I told you about Lord Dashwood, who was one of the founding members who hosted these events at uh, underground caves in his home in West Wycombe. Yes. I think I said that wrong last week. I think I said Wycombe. It's Wycombe. Okay. BTWs. I don't know that I hear the difference. Say it Wycombe. again. Wycombe. Wycombe is what it is? Wycombe. And Wycombe is what you were saying? Yeah. No, Wycombe is what I was saying. Wycombe is what Wycombe is what it should be. Wycombe. Yeah. Sure. So, remember, what goes underground stays underground. Remember that part? Yes. So, he actually had a very famous American friend who was said to have been a member of his club. Was it Ben Franklin? You know Ben Franklin gets dirty. Yes. God damn you. I know. Ben Franklin is... You completely fucked my shit all the way up. (laughs) Did I really? Yes. I was going... I wasn't even going to mention that yet. I was not... That was not a moment that I was going to hit yet. Fuck. You really want me to yell at you this this week, <laughs> don't you? This is how you guys know hold that on, we don't pre-plan this. Hold on, I'm pressing pause on the podcast right now. All right, now we're back. <laughs> and it is now a single podcast. <laughs> You're just hosting by yourself. No, but um, Ben Franklin is for sure, like, the founding father that was definitely the most, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even have any facts to back that up. I just feel like he's the most dirty. Yeah. He seems like he seems like he got down yeah. pretty hard. So, here's our first connection. Okay. Pay attention. Okay. Well, second, since you fucked my first one. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, Lord Dashwood's gardens are said to have contained numerous statues and shrines to uh, various ancient uh, deities. Mm-hmm. Uh, his clubs also met twice a year. Once in June... Mm-hmm. Once in September. Mm-hmm. Who else had secret ceremonies around this time? The cult of Demeter. Oh, because of the harvest? Yes. Okay. Because Demeter so, is the earth mother goddess. Mm-hmm. So, the cult of Demeter was an ancient organization that held secret ceremonies twice a year uh, to reenact the myth of Demeter and her daughter Persephone's uh, descent and ascension from Hades. Mm-hmm. These were known as the Greater Mysteries, and they were held over a period of several days. Mm-hmm. Initiates would drink, uh, and I'm probably am butch- butchering this, um, Kikion. Kikion? K-Y-K-E-O-N. Wycom. Wycom. Which contained... Um, a drug that induced a euphoric mental state. Okay. I believe it was described. So it was cocaine. Yes. I believe it was, actually, I believe That'll it was described it. as being like a precursor to LSD. Oh, okay. Um, and so after drinking, the initiates would then enter an underground theater. Mm-hmm. Again, connecting back to that underground portion. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the ceremony would take place. And nobody knows what the ceremony was or what it entailed because those who tried to speak about it met an untimely demise. So it's like the Met Gala. Kind of. Essentially. This is like ancient Met Gala. Ancient Met Gala. Plus cocaine. 
I didn't even think about that though. What if it is? What if it's still? What if the Met Gala? What if that's what they do? That? They go and they Who drink knows? and like get fucking high on like some ancient LSD drink. I mean, for what did you say it was per ticket? Like thirty thousand dollars or something crazy? Yeah, like that? for thirty thousand yeah. dollars, that is exactly what the fuck I expect for to real. get for my money. <laughs> like get fucking high, <laughs> ancient LSD, like crazy underground orgy. Like, I better expect something other than like, a fucking bored ass pedity there. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna eat the food, trust and believe. But like, <laughs> yeah. it needs to be a snack bar for sure. But no ranch dressing. No. Very important. Never serve ranch dressing at your orgies. I would be so mad if I was one of the attendees and I paid $30,000 and it's like a cash bar. Oh, <laughs> that would be some bullshit. I'm like, no. You um, would get about redneck I really in the would. Met Gala. I really would. <laughs> you would show all of Fucking your dry fork. Designers <laughs> couture would come off. <laughs> and I'm just there. It would just melt off of you because of the rage. And the bartender was like, oh, it's a cash bar. And then I just stand there and I'm like, oh. oh. And then all, all of the clothing just falls off. And then I'm my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do know is that the initiates would return the next morning uh, reborn in a sense. I, I know mean, that. I probably yeah. would be too. God bless, baby. <laughs> it sounds... They, like <laughs> they were said to have no fear of death and considered themselves immortal after having witnessed the secrets of eternal life. This is also seen in Egyptian history because of their belief in a form of reincarnation and death as a rebirth, essentially. Okay. And remember that because it'll come, up, come into play later, so don't fuck it up for me. Okay, so basically... If you know anything... Basically, a bunch of people went out into the wilderness, took a shitload of acid, got super fucking high, and then all the super fucking high hippies funneled into an underground theater and had a secret fuck party. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Okay. Cool. I'm with you so far. <laughs> the majority of... And then the majority of the great thinkers uh, were actually initiates into that cult of Demeter. So, like, Plato, Socrates, they were all... There. <laughs> there. They were all there. Okay. But it just seemed like it was being described as like they had been in on some sort of secret to the afterlife. Uh, almost, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, have you, did you see Martyrs? Did you ever see mm -mm. that movie? Mm-mm. Um, it's kind of relevant, I guess, but, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but, uh, it's essentially about a cult of people who use torture as a way to reach a euphoric state. And once you reach that euphoric state, like right before death, um, you were said to have seen, like, you could see the afterlife and what was on the other side. Okay, but if you die right after that, then you just... That was the whole point. You was just that, saw it Because they kept trying... They, they were trying to find someone who was strong enough to... Not die? Not die so that they could you know, talk about what it is before they passed away. But it seems like a lot of trial and error. I mean, bitch, I'll just, I'll find uh, out later. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I probably don't want to know. <laughs> probably not. Um, so one of these nights uh, was for feasting, dancing, drinking, and just overall orgiastic revelry. And this is why you also see uh, the Dionysus influence a little mm -hmm. bit, too. Yeah. I was going to say, with the, with the drug usage and the crazy orgies, that sounds more like Dionysus. Yeah, Dionysus is sort of like... A, like, he's off to the side a little bit, too. Yeah. He's, like, there uh, amongst all of this. And uh, there's actually a statue of Dionysus in the... Uh, on the um, in the gardens at Lord Dashwood's Manor too, mm -hmm. or a shrine actually is what it was said to be like a shrine to Dionysus. It makes sense. Um, and it also actually it's heavily it's referenced in season two of True Blood. You remember that season? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the um, uh, the main ad. Yeah, the main. Marianne, ad. the main ad. Yes, yes. So that's kind of what it's about. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but the main ads were a group of 
fanatical women who fell in with Dionysus and were kind of like his posse. They were yeah. kind of like, so Dionysus, Greek god of um, wine and parties and fertility. Um, and I thought that Maenads were the women who kind of fell into being his like, like groupies basically. Yeah. Except they were so fanatical over him that they would like whip themselves up into a crazy frenzy where they would like fucking tear people apart, literally. Yeah. yeah. And like tear their children apart. I think yeah. that's in there somewhere. Yeah. They'll just throw it in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think that's part of it. Yeah, that's that yeah. But essentially Okay. That's true. Okay. Uh, and so that was connected to Lord Dashwood? I mean, it's just, it's similar in a or sense. Or that, the essence it's of like, that. Yes, because it, it just seems to me like the essence of this cult of Demeter, and since it also had that, like, that day where it was like, okay, we're gonna, like, drink, and, like, mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. seemed like it related. Yeah. Like, there was a relation between the two. Okay. So that's why I referenced it, because when I was reading this, I was like, oh, that sounds like that, like, season two of True Blood when they were mm-hmm. talking about all of that. Um, it was just a little too similar. Yeah. So, it, and and then it just seemed like the Hellfire Clubs, like, sort of was trying to reference that to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit, maybe not in such an extreme sense. But... No, I know. I mean, I totally get the. I think what we see with the Hellfire Club is um, an emphasis on that wild abandon and yeah. partying and like um, the more, I guess I should say, indulgent yes. parts of life. Yes. Um, and to just go super overboard on that. But in that sort of context, it sounds like more lighthearted. Um, and fun and like yeah. as a reaction to like really serious, you know, religious, um, I guess really strict religions that kind of mm-hmm. cut all of that stuff out and pretend that it doesn't exist. Right. Hellfire Club seems to be a kind of a lighthearted way to run full force at that. Right. And, and what we're transitioning into this week sounds more like doing that sort of thing, but with like a purpose of like, we're going to engage in this well, revelry the- with the purpose of like experiencing something right like getting to a higher other than just like having a bunch of pussy around (laughs) right right yeah yeah exactly um well no that's uh i i mentioned it because that's just sort of the the history from like that's what i researched and so that's the history and i think that that's where they got some of that from so um so yeah so now remember that american friend of lord dashwood what was who who was that katie b franks who was that katie b franks gets down (laughs) You, I mean, you may or may not have heard of him, right? For sure. Uh, only when I go to the pool and people do George Washington hair and Ben Franklin hair. <laughs> do you remember that? You probably uh, don't because nope. you're a boy. Nope. Yeah. Um, it's a girl thing. It's like a like an 11-year-old girl thing. Nope. I was not uh, an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not remotely. So... We know that Benjamin Franklin was a very well-known and powerful grandmaster of Freemasonry. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to get too much into Freemasonry because there's yeah. a lot of, like, information out there. And you could probably talk about it forever. Yeah. Um, but one thing that we can all agree on is that symbology is definitely a huge part of that culture. And its roots um, are definitely... Esoteric, 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 esoteric in nature. Like them. Like them. Like them all. How are you? Jesus, <laughs> you had to. And uh, DC definitely has a connection to that. Okay. So, and I'm going to mention one and, well, I'm mentioning several things, but I'm highlighting one because okay. we all know my favorite monument is the Washington Monument. The Big Dick. Yeah, the Big Dick. The Big Dick. The Big Dick. Right. So, did you know? I want a that... Ruth Bader Ginsburg monument right next to it. That's like <laughs> just like vagina that you just walk through. <laughs> anyway, side. Uh, side well, actually, well, I'm lobbying well, well, for that hey, officially. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention something. Okay. And you will probably like it. Okay. Because there is something that's similar to that that happens. Okay. That you might not know about. I'm in. Sign me up for the Pussy Monument. I'm about it. Um, Okay. 
So the monument was actually moved from its original location. Uh-huh. Uh, when the monument was planned, it was meant to connect the White House uh-huh. uh, and the Capitol building to form a right triangle in the mall. Okay. So when you were like looking out of the White House, bam, you're supposed to see the Washington Monument right there. It doesn't work that way though, does it? No, it doesn't because it was moved. Okay. But that was the original plan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it was moved. That was the original plan. Okay. It it was moved uh, because apparently where they wanted to, to place it, they said that the soil was not suitable yeah i I mean i totally believe that because dc is just one big fucking gigantic swamp and like way back when for some reason everybody just tranched into it and was like yeah let's put the government here in this fucking pit of (laughs) swamp well they literally only moved it 400 feet all right well you know (laughs) the dirt was more minimal it's fine um and i'm fairly certain that the soil is 400 feet away is probably not that big of a difference but do we have geology degrees i don't no. i don't i'm no. just saying but 400 feet i'm like really i it's caused to think like i'm like i have no conception of space or time and so to me 400 feet means nothing i, I have no conception of how if that's a lot or a little or it's it's little it's all relative it's little okay in this sense okay I feel like, anyway, because the um, there's actually a marker uh, to Jefferson Pier. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh-uh. Um, it's right by the Washington Monument, and that's where it was supposed to have been. That's where it was supposed to have been. Okay. Um, it's just a stone structure, and it's just called the Jefferson Pier. I don't know why it's called Pier, but, it's but not it is what it is. Like, in near any water. No, it's just a stone. It's in a field. And it's called the Jefferson Pier. Cool. Um... So, a little suspect for me. Now, September 17th. Remember, that was a date that was sacred to the cult of Demeter. Mm -hmm. The date our constitution was signed, which was pushed back mysteriously. Mm -hmm. I think it could have, I think I read that it could have been signed like like four or so months prior to that. But it was, it kept being pushed back and pushed back. Um, but also one, only one of two times in the year that the sun sets directly on the point of the Washington Monument. Hmm. And should you stand on the steps of the Capitol on September 17th at 6.43 p.m., you will see this event. You will also see that the shadow cast from the Washington Monument points directly to the Capitol. Bitch, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I either I can't decide if I either really, really want to do it or if I really don't think we should. (laughs) Well, listen, so remember how I mentioned the whole like Egyptian thing Mm -hmm. earlier? Mm -hmm. You know, the Washington Monument is obviously an obelisk. An obelisk, yeah. Um of Egyptian origin. And it represents sun, the power of Ra. And in one way, it stands to reason that when the sun sets on the peak of the obelisk and casts the shadow, that whatever is on the receiving end would receive the power of the sun. Hmm. It's also very symbolic of death and rebirth. Well, uh, girl, they need the power of the sun because they can't pass no real. fucking laws. <laughs> Our government just keeps shutting down every other week. Well, but what's interesting is that you will see... That it casts its shadow on different things at other, like, really important Times dates. of the year? Yes. Okay. So. Can we just get a little shadow over here? Please? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Thank you. A little power of the sun? Thanks. So, on April 19th at 7.38 a.m., if you're standing at the bottom of the Lincoln Memorial, uh-huh. then the sun will be on the tip of the monument. The Civil War ended on April 19th. Huh. The site of the Lincoln Memorial had also been manipulated from its original location. Uh-huh. Huh. So, interesting to note. On August 15th, at 8.16 a.m., you can see the same thing from the World War II Memorial. Coincidentally, the same day that Japan surrendered. Now, are we sure that we can't see it from any other building? Like, are we sure that it's not just the fucking sun behind 
there was obelisk. No. It has to be, no, because it's very specific. Like, if I was at the Sheets, like, no, no. So, at any point, like, you can look and manipulate yourself to make the sun hit it right there. Right. I think there was a whole, like, mathematical thing that was involved that I was like, I'm not trying to, like, get into that. Smarter people say no, that it's a thing. The smart person who was talking about this using latitudes and longitudes and degrees was like, it's very specific. Okay. Um, especially considering that it, the monument itself was manipulated from its original location so that it could hit these. Okay. Um, so that the shadow could point at the capital. Because if it was placed where it originally was going to, the shadow would not hit, you know, the Lincoln Memorial yeah. on that date. Right. You see what I'm saying? Huh. Um... On July 4th, the shadow's uh, peak from the Washington Monument hits the Jefferson Pier. Okay. Which is the marker for where the Washington Monument was supposedly meant to be placed. Right. And, you know, need I... And and it was actually... That marker was actually placed by a noted Freemason and astronomer Colonel O.H. Ernst. 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 So, still very coincidental. Okay. And, you know, need I say the significance of July 4th, so, and why it hits, like, the Jefferson marker, uh, pier marker, you know. Hmm. Again. That's Another cool. interesting moment. Very so, here's where we get into what I think you will like. Okay. So, on December 21st, you, you'll also see the shadow of the Washington Monument, touch the edge of the ellipse. The 21st is highly significant because that's the winter solstice. Right. Another time of death and rebirth. And on the 25th, it actually pierces the ellipse. That sounds hot. (laughs) Which is symbolic because, you know, big dick entering circular (laughs) object, right? Thank you. Is that written directly in no, your notes? No, it's not. I actually you spell, said, I actually you said phallic, but I'm, I, I said I typed phallic, but said dick. But then you leaned back on big dick entering, what was the rest? <laughs> Circle? Circular object. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and 25th, and the 25th. Merry Christmas to all. For real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also know this is the supposed birthday of Jesus, amongst many others, including Osiris, Horus, Krishna, um, and, of course, Dionysus, actually. Oh, okay. This is also interesting because whomever designed the ellipse could have fully well made it a circle, but chose not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also did not center it on the lawn, like they, like any normal person probably would have. I don't like, know. Maybe they're they they going to be a little avant-garde. They made it an ellipse and they set it off to the side. Huh. Um, specifically so that on this date, that shadow would pierce. Because if it had been a circle and placed in the center, it probably wouldn't have. If it would have been an ellipse and placed in the center, it wouldn't have hit it on that date. Hmm. So, in conclusion... This would suggest that the construction of the mall was meticulously planned around these events and went through what I could, I would only assume to be a great deal of trouble to manipulate and move them because, like, it's a lot of work. You have to have a lot of, like, equipment. You know, or no, but I mean, like, to just come along and be like, hey, like, we're actually going to move it here. It's one of those things where there's a lot of, uh, apparently calculated things. There's a lot of synchronicities that are difficult to explain. Right. And so these would have to be people of a certain position within D.C. uh, and due to the timeline could not have possibly been done by just one person but a group of people um, who have shared the same goal over many years. I mean, the World War II Memorial is fairly fairly new. Like how, yeah, how long the period is between when the monuments were built and stuff. So... Could it have been Freemasons? I mean, I think that's it's a plausible answer, maybe. But who knows? Um, I don't know. Perhaps there's a secret society whose truths are not so self-evident. 
what are your thoughts? What do you think? I think that's really cool. Like, it, I, I didn't realize the, um, like, obviously, I know that DC has a lot of, like, weird shit involving Freemasons and things like that. But yeah. I, most of what I know about that is just, like, bullshit stuff that I've heard here and there, you know? Yeah. So I don't really have much of a through line. So it's interesting to kind of, like, I actually, look at it from a visual perspective of, like... Well, I had always thought that, like, I've loved the Washington Monument because, like, when I'm in the fucking wow. city, if I can, like, <laughs> you know, out. I always yeah. know where I'm at by the by the monument. And I always thought, I was like, this is just really sort of strange. Like, I get, like, a sundial vibe from it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I've always just been really fascinated with it. So when I found this, I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just really interesting to me. But I would like to try to go to the mall on these dates to see if it's true or like hopefully it would be sunny enough you know what i mean because like you know the sun would have to be out so you might hit it on a cloudy day who knows but Hmm. yeah i'd be interested to see we could do that you know me and going into the city i would just like to pick one date yeah. Let's see if, like, maybe on September, like, we go to the Capitol building and just Hell collect yeah. the power of the sun. <laughs> Receive it. Intercept it, bitch. Stand there. <laughs> just stand there with a sign. For sure. I will receive the sun. We got it, though, this year. We're just taking it. It's fine. Just a little for us. Yeah, man. That's cool. I Thank thought you. so, too. I did yeah. a lot of research on that. This was a Good lot. Job. So much so that it had to be a two-parter, so I do apologize, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, on the other hand, was inspired for my piece um, this week from a listener email. Oh, my God. We have those? Yes, we do. We do. I didn't realize people listen to this shit, Ooh. bitch. Apparently somebody is. Um, so um, our lovely listener, and I didn't ask if she wanted her name to be read, so I'm not going to read her name. Um, but uh, she, after last week's episode, um, part one of Cult, um, she actually wrote us an email and shared a story with us um, that her, uh, a girlfriend that she had in college, um, she actually joined a cult. Oh my. Yeah. Yes. that Yeah, that was... That was interesting to read. So I figured I would share it with you guys. Um, it was um, kind of connected to the story that we were, or kind of connected to what we were talking about last week, where um, with stuff like the Hellfire Club and the Freemasons, even the Freemasons, the Freemasons are around today, but like to a degree, it feels older. And like, I feel like nowadays we don't really focus on cults as like, a th- well, not focus on cults. That sounds like a school lecture. <laughs> Like a dare lecture. <laughs> Focus on cults. Focus on cults. Yeah. Um, but I think it's... Mu- people are f- less likely to believe that they can get caught up in something like that nowadays. Yeah. Because we have the internet and because there's so much information at our fingertips that it seems so strange that somebody could get swept up in something like that. Which you disproved last week with Nexium. Absolutely. So um, this story... By the way, side note... I tried to find a picture of that mind trick lady. You couldn't fucking find any. I couldn't find a fucking I couldn't either. I could not either. Nancy. Nancy. um, Forget her last name. Salzman. Salzman. Salzman or whatever. Walsman. Salzman. I could not find a picture of her (laughs) at all. Yeah. I I think I found one, but it was like not good. So I didn't post it. Um, Yeah. It's kind of vaguely alarming. I think it's pretty fucking alarming, actually. Okay, so this listener writes, uh, In my last year of college, I had a great group of friends that mostly met once a week or so to hang. Um, there were five girls, and one of them, we'll call her Sally, was a super hippie, very open-minded, very smart, getting her teaching degree, very cute. Everybody liked her. She came from a military family and was, in general, kind of kick-ass and smart and grounded. The last person you would expect um, this to happen to. So Sally had this tumultuous and dramatic relationship with the same guy for a number of years. I didn't get it. He was a lot of work and generally looked unwashed and douchey. (laughs) I kind of love this girl. Like the way that she reads this situation is a hundred percent. Unwashed and douchey. Uh, at one of our meetings, us girls were sitting around talking and Sally seemed upset. So we asked her what was going on. She tells us that her she tells us that her boyfriend is very upset and wants to break up with her because he's moving to Colorado to live in this commune called the 12 tribes. Mm-mm. 
We are all very surprised because neither one of them was ever religious at all. She goes on to say that he has asked the commune if he can uh, join and come live with them, and that basically they tell him no because he's had sex with Sally, and she has tainted him and his soul, and that there's no way they would let him in unless she came with him, and came with him is in all caps, <laughs> which is exactly the way that I would have responded. Right. <laughs> um, so she, Sally, good girl, tells her boyfriend that she has no intention of doing this at all. And after doing some research, she's really concerned that it might be a cult, and he shouldn't go either. So a few weeks go by, and it seems to have blown over, and everybody gets together again. Sally looks upset. She tells us now that the boyfriend is demanding that they both go and just visit the community, as the elders have thoroughly convinced him that not only has Sally tainted him with her sexiness, (laughs) but also there is no way he will ever get into heaven unless they both come. We are... (laughs) Honey. I think they already did. (laughs) Honey, that sentence. I I thought that was the problem. (laughs) So, God, we're going to hell. Um... We're horrified, but we also laugh laugh this off as there's no way she would ever do this, right? A few days later, I get a call from Sally, and she's in the car on her way to Colorado. She's telling me about how it's not like her to be so close-minded, and they were probably misrepresented by the media, and she's going to at least go to check it out. We all meet up again the next week. She's telling us about our trip and how it's terrible and how the men just sit around and the women are expected to do everything. Farm, kids, cook, everything. Um, and the men are expected to sit and discuss religious matter or some BS like that. Also, she raises concerns about how the children were treated and how they get in trouble for playing any kind of imaginary games, and creativity itself is frowned upon. Everything should be for utility. So we all feel relieved because now she's seen it, and there's no way she would drop everything and move to the cult with Crazy Boyfriend. Crazy Boyfriend is, like, capital C, capital B. Like, a proper name. She is not at the next meeting. Oh, no. She has gone for a second visit. Boyfriend says that she only saw the worst behavior while she was there. They are not all like that, and she should give it another chance. I stop getting calls from her. Mm -mm. I start getting emails. The emails don't sound like her. She's a free talker and thinker, and the emails sound edited. Quote, hey, I'm going to stay out here for a few weeks and help them get this school set up. End quote. Quote, hey, having a great time. I think this is where I'm supposed to be. End quote. Quote, hey, we are moving in. End quote. So, all this time I can't call her. The community does not believe in phones, cars, or possessions. But apparently email. Which is a side note of my own. Maybe she had to sneak out. I mean, but if you can sneak out to write an email, you can sneak out and call me, babe. Well, maybe she was getting sucked in. Then why are you sneaking out to email me at all? I I guess that's true. I don't know. Um, I finally get in touch with her dad, uh, who has all but thrown up his hands with her. She won't listen to him. He can't go see her, and she can't go see him because there's only one car in the community, and she does not have permission to use it. After talking, I wonder what kind of car it was. Do you think it was I'm a thinking Saab? something old. Like an old pickup. Like an old Chevy? Yeah. That bounces and has no shocks at all? Yeah. Mm. Um... After talking with him, I realized that his that his timeline when, of when she moved there did not gel with mine. Turns out she had moved in during that second visit she took, and that she had been sending everyone similar emails at the same time, slowly cutting us all off in the best way possible so as not to arouse suspicion. She stopped responding to email, and I stopped sending them. Never talked to her again. No idea where she is now or if she is still there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, First of all, that's ridiculous. Like, you really just joined a cult for a man? I mean, you can catch a dick anywhere, babe. Like, I just got to give you that piece of advice. Like, I, I, I believe in love. For sure. And you know I've done some crazy shit in the name of love. You know I have, babe. But joining a cult, probably not. No. And I've seen the skirts that they have to wear. I'm, I'm good. You're not into the cult chic look? I'm not. It doesn't look good on me. I don't think I have the body type for it. I'm not really sure. I don't think but I have the face for it. you don't have the body it. type, the personality type. <laughs> you... No. 
No. Let somebody I... try to tell you how to think. Yeah. You can't be great. You can't drive this car. Bitch, the first thing she would be doing is driving that car straight at that motherfucker. But, but at the same time, like, I'd love to say that. And it's probably true. But, like, brainwashing is such a slow, insidious thing that, like, people who you would never... I mean, at the beginning of that email, she said, this is the last person who you would ever think would do something like this. And a lot of people had feedback from the last episode about Nexium about, like, you know, what is with these women that are oppressing and humiliating and torturing other women. Like, it's a brainwashing thing. And it's I, so crazy how you can be separated from everything that you believe in. I think it's... I think there also has to be some underlying issues going on. Yeah. Well, the, well... That's how that type of mentality works, right? Like, there has to be something, there has to be some insecurity to exploit. Right. And then that's where you get a sort of like a foothold. Yeah. Right? And then that's what they build all of the rest of this on. And in this instance, I would say that it is probably the boyfriend, which is like, that's how they got, you know, that's how she got in. Yeah. Don't date people who want to take you on dates to cults people just don't do that go to the outback like everybody else the applebee's go get you some good food somewhere go join a fucking cult good food (laughs) get you a blooming onion so um i did do a little and a wallaby darned oh my god this is so good wallaby darned down under not to plug outback because they ain't paying us but but if you want to, person at Outback that is listening. <laughs> Always looking for a swap issue. Maybe that's our Australian listener. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. Australia is back. Listen, we. I'm glad they came back to us. Hey. Hey, Australia. We love uh, you. Yeah. That's, that's not... You can't how you every country. <laughs> I can do what I want. I let you I'm do Irish. that. I'm Irish. Oh, my God. So... I did do a little bit of research into the 12 tribes. Um, once we got that uh, email, it was really interesting. I had kind of planned to go a different direction, but I got that and I was so interested in what um, that group actually was because it actually turned out to be fucking terrifying. So um, this cult actually, st- or organization, actually still exists. Um, what Are you laughing at me? Yes, I'm laughing at you. If you guys could only see this bitch. It's literally, she had to handwrite her notes for whatever reason. I was just feeling going old school tonight. And so now she's got her notes. And she's holding a candlelight up to them so she can <laughs> read. And, and squinting. I'm, I'm actually 87 now. Look, I'm just trying to give you an authentic experience here in the... In the podcast loft away from home. Go ahead. Read by candlelight. <laughs> so, um, the 12 tribes is the, is the group that was mentioned um, in the email that we received. And um, they were actually started, they began in 1972. Um, and they were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And they were um, founded by this group of teens that hung out. They called themselves the Light Brigade. Oh, my. Yeah. And they... It didn't sound like a fun group to be in. Did they know the in. Vanguard? I just... <laughs> so, if the Vanguard is, like, nerd, let me name myself after this Atari video game, this group is, like, hipster, coffee shop, straight edge people. Like, you know the type that I'm talking about? Okay. Where, like, they're, like, they present themselves as cool and edgy, but they're actually, like, uber-religious and, like... Listening yeah. to Hoobastank still. Oh, God, those it. people. And, like, P.O.D. Is it P.O.D.? P-O-D? Yeah. P- Something. P.O.D. P.O.D. Yeah. Katy Perry was a background singer for them. Did you know that? Because she was, like, a Christian singer. She was trying to have this, like, Christian singer career. And she, like, was a background singer on The Youth of America well, on that I'm, song. I'm glad you know that. Yes. I, mm. learned, that, I learned that from my tattoo artist. <laughs> so, interesting trivia. Look it up. It's true. Um, so we have these, like, annoying hipster straight-edge kids who are, um, hanging out at this coffee shop called The Lighthouse, and, um, this 
this guy, his name is Elbert Jean Spriggs. Okay. Elbert Jean Spriggs. Yes. Elbert. Good old Elbert. But he went by Jean. Oh, Jean. Relatable. Oh, Jean. Hey, Jean. So Jean and his wife, Marsha, are um, the folks that are credited with sort of starting this group. Marsha. Marsha. What's her last name? Brady? Marsha. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. You didn't get that reference, did you? It's the Brady Bunch. Okay. Of course I fucking got that reference. Like, I'd have to be dead not to get that reference. Are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> I didn't know. It wasn't exactly, like, obscure. <laughs> well, I know that. That's why I was like, I didn't, like... No, you, I... I'm I, with you. I didn't read you for a minute, so I was like, eh. No, it's fine. It just wasn't funny, so I was... Fuck you! <laughs> you read your damn shit by candlelight, you 87-year-old fucking bitch. <laughs> so, uh, Gene Spriggs and Marsha, they create this group, and um, they attend the first... That's the sound of my paper notes. Are you excited? I didn't think it through. Uh, I wish I had. Um... So Gene Spriggs and his wife Marsha attend the First Presbyterian Church, um, and they set up their own co- commune, and they open this restaurant called the Yellow Deli, and that's actually mm. important. That's a through line through this whole group. So this restaurant um, that they own and operate and work at. Fuck. Maybe that's how they got that's me. That's how they would get you, because they're going to get you at the deli counter. God damn you're it. you're expecting it. They had some something really good they was making that I kept coming back to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had them good deviled eggs. Oh! So, um, they're attending the church, and everything's going all right for a couple years. And then, um, on January 12th of 1975, uh, church service was canceled for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they <laughs> just lost their fucking minds. Oh, shit. Because that was unacceptable. Because this group really, really, really laser-focused in on traditional, strict Christian beliefs. Like, they believed in the church as it was laid out in Acts, um, in the Bible, and they were trying to bring back that original church. And there were dietary restrictions, there's all kinds of, like, crazy rules. Um, And so they didn't vibe with that, so they made their own church called the Vine Christian Community Church. Um, and they flourished. For all, um, by all accounts, they flourished. Um, they did have a little bit of um, financial trouble uh, around 1980, and they ended up moving to Vermont because they were in debt. <laughs> uh, I guess the, I guess the deli wasn't doing great. <laughs> um, but in Vermont, they actually, like, got their feet under them and, like, um, really started doing well in the 1990s. They branched out to Canada, Australia. Okay. Brazil, Spain, Germany, Argentina, and the UK. Um, So it became like an international thing, which is kind of interesting because um, a lot of the really severe, like, Christian religious cults, like, don't end up going overseas and stuff. Right. Um, Like, the secret societies totally do, because everybody's into, like dropping acid and fucking, right? But, like, <laughs> wearing denim skirts down to your ankles is less That's a choice. A, yeah. And not many people are willing to make that right. choice. Right. Less, I would say, overseas. So, um, but they did expand. Um, and in 2008, they actually um, opened up a new Yellow Deli in Chattanooga 30 years after they left in 1980. So they actually came back. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Um, that, that seemed to me like a power move. You know what I mean? Yeah, just sort of, like, they're coming back. Right, right. Um, so today they have three to four thousand members worldwide. Um, and they open up these delis and bakeries. There's another one that was like a blue line bakery or something. Um, they open up these restaurants as a way to kind of evangelize. Um, and so you'll go in to the restaurant and they'll start, you know, talking to you about their beliefs and like, kind of like, catch you that way. Can we go find one of these? And I don't know. Try it out. I don't know that I want to eat the food is the thing, you know? Uh, I kind of just want to walk in and just be super goth that day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fucking kick down the doors and the fucking winds from hell, like, blow out behind us. <laughs> I don't know that they would allow us in. Can I get some deviled eggs? <laughs> they probably call them um, angel eggs. Angel. No, but you can have some angel eggs. So their belief system, and I don't want to dwell too too long on the whole belief system thing, um, but they believe in three eternal destinies. They believe that after the fall of man, every person is given a conscience, and after that dying, every person goes to a state of being called death. So they believe that we will die, um, regardless of faith. Upon the second coming, only the believers will be brought back for the thousand years to reign with Yahshua, before the last judgment. At the end of this millennium, all of the non-believers will be judged according to their deeds and put into one of two groups, the righteous and the filthy slash unjust. The filthy and the unjust will be sent to the lake of fire, aka hell, and while the righteous will go on into eternity and fill the universe. Hmm. So, um, and it's just very, it's kind of what you would expect from a, from a cult that, like, super focuses on these like old school old church original church roles um they have really strict dietary like habits i don't know what the fuck is up with cults and like restricting your food but it it actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it like if you're nutrition deficient like your brain doesn't work right you know yeah and i think it's also like you know how fucked up we get when we don't eat Mm. Yes. yes <laughs> so, I do. but it, I think that it's also something to do with like control. So it's more mm-hmm. than just like it's a mental like, thing. Yeah, it's a mental thing. Yeah. So totally. uh, they're not only just telling you like what to wear and what to believe, but also what to eat. So right. it's like another level of control right. yeah. uh, to where someone is controlling your nutrition and right. what it is that you're supposed to eat. Well, and, everything, everything that you put in your body, and. That's not, and it's not a concept that's new to religion. I mean, you have dietary restrictions with religion all the time. Uh, but in this context, I just see it as a way of control. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely helps um, further the mentality that the church is in control of everything and they eat, like, your you don't have a, a will of your own and it's a bad thing to want a will of your own mm-hmm. and you're supposed to want to follow these external rules that are presented to you. Um, well, and another thing that I think is really interesting is the fact that they're doing this through diners. So, like, anybody yeah. can go to these, right? Like, yeah. it's like a public... It's no, not that's like the a... point. Well, the point is... So, the diner is their way of... And on their website, they actually have a website. It's called uh, the... Tw- 12tribes.com um and on their website it's like an outreach thing so they have a section that says you may have seen us um they have the yellow delis all around um they have a a peacemaker bus that they take to like different concerts and stuff which to meet people um they have these these people called walkers (laughs) Who are sent out in pairs to just find others. The website says to find others that are seeking. What if... Oh, my God. If we were walkers? What if we went to the diner and, like, they got us and then we became walkers? Bitch, we don't like to fucking move that much. Bitch, you go come... All right, I'll be a sitter. (laughs) (laughs) You're, like, the lazy version of, like, a Walmart greeter. You just kind of yell at... You heckle people as they It's your time. It's your time to... it's your time to, to post. Okay. Let me just sit down. Hi. <laughs> hey. Welcome to 12 Tribes. <laughs> it's just it's just so interesting. Like, I spent some time on their website, and it's very... Um, it is... They have this big thing about, like, no one having any possessions. They quote Acts 432 a lot. Um, about possessions, but you own, you own diners and a bus. Well, they, no one in the group has any possessions. And I guess that's where the one car in the community thing came from. I saw a man who had a shirt on. What? In that website. That was a man. That was someone. He had a shirt on. That's a possession. But, but I don't think it's owned by him. It's owned by the church. Like it's not individual families and individuals have, have no 
ownership over anything that they have. So he wouldn't say, this is my shirt. He would say, this, this is, is our shirt. This is the church's shirt. shirt. The, or this is our shirt or whatever. Because they quote Acts 4.32, which said that all of the believers were one in heart and soul, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they all shared everything they had. So they well, quote, I mean, that's nice, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Right, so it's, like, stuff like that where it's, like, okay, like, that's a cool idea, but it's taken to, like, this weird culty smiling area, and you can definitely catch a vibe off the website. If you guys have time, definitely go check it out. Do not get sucked into this fucking cult. I don't need that shit on my conscience. No. Do not do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because over the years, while they have been successful, they have been criticized of supporting slavery. Oh. Um, They have been criticized of child abuse. Well... Okay. And if you do research online, there's there's a lot of um, stories of people who had experiences in the cult as children um, or people who were part of the cult and now have um, gotten out of it one way or another. Um, and there's a lot of... They kind of take the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, literally. And so, like, anyone in the in the community can spank any child for whatever reason. I wish a mother would. So, and and there are these kids who kind of, like, talk about how, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a spanking. It was, like, beating. Like, it was abuse. Um, so, there, there's a lot of stories. If you want to dig into that, you can. I didn't want to, like, really get into that hot and heavy, like, on this episode. Because it's... Because we're not talking about child abuse. Yeah, not going not to talk about bad things happening to children for a while. So, we're, we're just we're, not. We're kind of scarred for that. I'm just that. really still sensitive. Still sensitive about it. So, um, anyway, um, there's a lot of controversy. And then there's also, like, illegal homeschooling and shit like that where they want to, you know, the group wants to be able to homeschool children and not send them to school and shit and, like... The government's like, but you have to teach them math. And they're like, well, they just pray to God to do the math. Well, if and you I've have, tried that. If you have four work. points on a cross and two nail holes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. You Bye. should put in an application to be the math teacher there. <laughs> Don't think I wouldn't do it for once. Right. Uh, what would, what would for I that teach? one joke, for would that I, one joke, and then they kick me out. Would I teach theater? No, they wouldn't have theater. Oh, would I teach? Or maybe it would be, but it'd be like Jesus theater. Well, they have something called circle dance uh, on the website homepage. Uh, Sounds like a circle jerk, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, I mean, as as a um, person of the more uh, elemental persuasion i fancy a good circle dance but you know it's usually a lot different you would just teach revised history (laughs) 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 so yeah that's the 12 tribes that's um and and they're still going strong man three they have three thousand and four thousand members today internationally so it's it's still cults are alive and well yeah they Despite really are the internet era, perhaps like because of it in some sense, because this this is like a very reactionary group that's like there's too much technology, there's too much information, yeah, there's, there's too little morality. There's a need to disconnect, right? So that can definitely um, take the form if you're not careful, like or if you're susceptible to things like this in a very negative, culty mm-hmm. way. If you fall into it, I mean, I totally I get like taken. Because sometimes it just, everybody is so connected all the time that sometimes it's nice to just completely unplug. Yeah, no, that's fine. But just don't unplug and And join a fucking cult. And join a fucking cult. Like, unplug and then, you know. Just plug back in whenever you're ready, babe. Whenever you're ready. Like, don't unplug and then throw the whole fucking plug and outlet and house away. Yeah. (laughs) And go live in a commune somewhere. Can, Taking care of Josiah's babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Good God. I can just see you now. This is Katie and Jedediah. <laughs> I mean, you know I love a beard, but maybe not quite so. Like, Katie, what are you doing today? I'm just sewing this denim skirt. 
<laughs> you remember when we were sewing a skirt? That's what me and you would do. That's our jobs. We would make the denim. Do you skirts. know how much we cursed while we were trying to make that damn thing? It's that no would way. be our jobs, though. We would make the denim skirts. God. God help them. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't go well. Fashion. <laughs> make some French. <laughs> Anywho, so we've so, had fun with cults, you know. I think so. I think this has been a really fun episode. I really appreciate the uh, listener sort of feedback that, yeah, that we've was been awesome. getting. Um, seeing more and more of that, so definitely keep it coming. Absolutely. So we love when people shoot us messages and, like, send us cute things or just, like, you know, share, like, a story with us that Tag relates to what we're talking something. about. And that goes for old episodes, too. Like, if you're if you're listening back to earlier stuff, like... Feel free to drop us a line. Yeah, because we've got some people. I mean, we're getting, um, you know, we're getting a lot of new listeners. Which so, is awesome. yes, amazing. And, you know, we have people that are starting out at the beginning. Um, and God be with you. God Please help fucking, you. You know? Uh, yeah, I actually Hang in there. had someone who told me that they were just starting, uh, starting at number one. They asked me if they could. Uh, play our podcast for th- their children and her school yeah she's a me? teacher no <laughs> she was like because uh, she said that um, oh my god don't play us no, in school she said that sometimes she has her students listen to podcasts like a podcast or something or whatever not this um, one babe. she asked me if they were and i was like uh not this one maybe no but she told me she said that she was driving home and listening to our uh, to our episode, and she was like, "It was so terrifying." And she was like, "And I absolutely cannot play this yeah, for my children." Yes, definitely do not. The amount of times that we say "fuck" on this show, fuck, fuck, shit, oh, goddamn, Katie's ears like, are bleeding now. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so loud. <laughs> so, I'm gonna start the quiet podcast. It probably already exists. Yep. Anyway. Well, thank you so much for tuning in with us this evening. We've really appreciated um, all of the, like I said, all of the downloads and comments. Keep them coming. We love you. Connect with us uh, on Instagram. We are at the Haunted Heart Podcast. On Twitter, we are at the Haunted Heart, and we are online at thehauntedheart.com. Um, you can catch us on. Um, just completely fucking forgot what I was going to say. You can email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com as well. If you have any stories, feedback, or just want to say, hey. We're essentially on every platform except SoundCloud. SoundCloud fucking hates me. So. They hate us a lot. So we're working on it. All right, guys. So with that being said, till next time. Stay, stay spooky. spooky.